Okay, ready? <clears throat> Welcome to the Movie Jar Podcast, where we couldn't decide what to watch, so we let a magical jar decide for us. I'm Gavin. And I'm Drea. And we just watched Love Witch. Yeah, it's pretty good. Love Witch. 2016 movie. Give us, Hit us with that synopsis, Dre. Pause. <laughs> After Jerry died, the cops wouldn't stop harassing me. They couldn't prove anything. They actually thought that I killed him. Anyways, San Francisco got to be a really bad trip after you left. And that's when I remembered you had that extra apartment. What I'm really interested in is love. You might say I'm addicted to love. Witchcraft is just a way of concentrating energy. You can only work with what's already there. I just use sex magic to create love magic. Sometimes it's almost scary how strong the love gets. And sex magic, of course. I would do anything for love. So The Love Witch is a 2016 movie um, about Elaine, a beautiful young witch, is determined to find a man to love her. In her gothic Victorian apartment, she makes spells and potions, then picks up men and seduces them. However, her spells work too well, and she ends up with a string of hapless victims. When she at last meets the man of her dreams, her desperation to be loved drives her to the brink of insanity and murder. 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 <laughs> Alright, so... I guess, like... I want to preface this with... If you're gonna watch the movie, you should kinda know what you're getting into. Like You do? It's a I'm just saying like it's a it it's heavy on the style, is what I'm saying. Right, okay, that's true. Yeah, so it looks very much like a sixties horror film, um very technicolor, I guess. Sure, I mean it's definitely channeling pulpy. that. Pulpy. Yeah. What do you call it pulpy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like not grindhouse, but like kind of that era of like budget horror film. Right, and it it definitely is tongue in cheek. Does not right. take itself too seriously. Right, and, and, lo- and lovingly paying homage to this time. Right. Of right. like a bygone era. Yes, definitely. <laughs> of like you know, men's men, pretty women. Um, okay, so I mean that synopsis is a little light. And basically, we meet. Our love witch, Elaine, at the beginning, driving from leaving a city, San Francisco, um, where her lover, her husband, was murdered. And right. she is, like, is she speaking in, what's it called? You're speaking over. Oh, she's narrating? Yeah, she's narrating. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. Oh, <laughs> when she's narrating um, that, like, she was implicated somehow, but they didn't have enough to hold her, but yet she's fleeing. Like, right. we're, we're picking up that she's fleeing, so right away we're kind of, like, suspect. But also right away, like, they spend a lot of time on her eyes, which, first note, is really good eyeliner. Immaculate eyeliner, <laughs> this, like, blue eyeshadow. Right. Um, perfect hair, and this red Mustang, topless Mustang. I mean, it speaks to the set design of the entire, mm-hmm. of the entire movie. And, like, looking into it a little bit, the director, writer... And set designer. Oh, wow. Like, she did 
like everything. Anna Biller, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell like it. It really shows through. It almost has a um, like almost a Wes Anderson ish kind of feel to it, where you've got like very like immaculate set dressing. I see what you mean. And like when we go when we first see her apartment, uh, the apartment mm-hmm. she'll be staying in, and the woman she meets, Trish, who speaks with like a British accent, which I'm not sure is real, maybe it's real. Um, and she's like, oh, you're beautiful. Let me show you to your apartment. And right. I'm an interior decorator. And, like, and there's this funny part, I don't know if you saw it, where, like, she goes, oh, you know, how do you know Barbara? And she's like, oh, we danced together in San Francisco. Mm. And Trish goes, mm. And she kind of looks at her up and down, like, judging. And then they right. walk his <laughs> And, like, like, okay, so I wrote down right when we see her get out of the car and meet Trish to go into this apartment. Um, she is all red. Red car, mm-hmm. red heels, red suitcases, matching suitcases, red dress. Um, and then Trish is very, like, pink and cream with, like, a proper little vest over a collar shirt. Right. Um, and so they go into the apartment, and it's, like, pictures of witchy Jeez. women and with their breasts out and, like, forest Painted. Yeah, 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 painted. Yeah, paintings. Um, with lots of crystals just hanging around. Basically, my bedroom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, Need I be worried? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it it's clear from the get go that it's going to be, you know, kind of an over the top, almost storybook yes. feeling kind of movie. Yes, over the top is definitely. Um, yeah, and it, like okay, so even like it it hits you even harder, I think, in the second scene, which is the tea party, mm-hmm. right? Which is hilarious because our girl Elaine is like, let me freshen up. She fucking totally changes her outfit. Now she's in pink and creams with this big hat, like you'd see at a Kentucky Derby or something. And Trish, of course, still in her pink and cream outfit, but looks mm-hmm. kind of like less over the top than Elaine. Yeah, and so they're sitting in this tea room with this woman playing the harp. I dreamed of a fairy lady in a strange land. Yeah, there's like harp music, and, it, and it's like a woman's only tea room. Yeah. That's right. It's just, uh, it's very, because yeah, over the top. Because Trish is, okay, because <laughs> Trish and her are having this conversation, and, like, you know, um, uh, Elaine's being very, like, oh, you have to give men their fantasy. No, you have to give men what they want, and blah, blah, blah. And Trish is, like, how, you know, how can you be a feminist? Or, like, how can you believe that in this day and age or something? And she's, like, I, and then Trish says this, which is, like, so, you know, we're kind of getting, like, these two differing opinions. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> oh, uh, men. You said we need to give them what they want. Well, what do men want? Just a pretty woman to love and to take care of them and to make them feel like a man and to give them total freedom in whatever they want to do or be. <laughs> but what about what we want? And then her husband walks in Richard and that's a hilarious moment because Elaine like makes eye contact with Richard and they do the whole like zoom into eyes thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, okay, what's happening here? But then it, it passes. I think I mean I feel like um this is a this is something that comes up much later in the movie, but I'm gonna skip to it for just a minute sure. because I think that they they uh portray makeup uh, as magic. Mm-hmm. There's a scene later later on where Trish, who we've just talked about, ends up like putting on some of uh, Elaine's makeup. Her wig. And it's a very her clothes, it's, it's her, a, her underwear. The way that the music is treating it and the way that the shots are done, it like sort of 
is suggesting that she's casting some kind of spell, oh. right? I thought that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. I didn't really think about that, but that's really interesting. I, I looked at it definitely in that moment as an obsessive thing, but now that you're saying that, it kind of casts into light um, something that happens right after that. It's like mm-hmm. that scene is right after at this point. This is like that's like way later in the movie. So let's we wait. Okay. yeah, let's rewind back to where um, we were. Okay, um, so well, th- one other thing I wanted to point out too, because I think this happens like right before the tea scene or like right around then where um our our i think modern day woman uh like every woman character which is trish mm-hmm. right she she drives up in like a regular bmw right like oh, it's I not missed her car, yeah. it's only like like it feels like everything that's evolving around elaine is very much of the time Whoa. period but when it's not about her it seems to be sort of like just modern day Whoa. which i thought was particularly interesting. I didn't notice that distinction. I definitely noticed the real world like modern day touches mm-hmm. that progressively become like to me more apparent at, as the movie goes on but I didn't necessarily realize how they're centered around her so that's interesting and that makes a lot of sense actually. Um, she's kind of, which makes sense right? If, so if we were thinking about theme she kind of ties into this bygone battle right. of the sexes yeah. right? Um, so I thought some things that were funny was like some of this, I don't know, I don't want to, like, misspeak here, but kind of new age BS that she's, like, really taken as legitimate. Like, I wrote some things she says, like, um, after she sees her therapist and realizes people are abused all over the world, and she went through some parapsychology, she's reborn, <laughs> basically kind of hooked up with this, her, so her husband left her. She hooked up with the sex cult, right? It's basically right. a sex cult. Yeah. No, it is. themselves sex witches. Right. And um, she's reborn, and then as the movie goes... or Yeah, as the movie goes on, we see what that initiation was like, and actually... I guess this what was strange about Elaine is, like, um, how much she spouted this shit. <laughs> sure. You know? But about, you know, being a men's fantasy and... Um, and using your will to get what you want and men are easy if you give them what they want like these are all quotes she says mm-hmm. but when you actually see the initiation where all these like naked people in capes are standing around and obviously well it's also i mean the initiation is also ran by a man exactly like the witch cult yeah. is yeah okay yeah. So, so when they meet him Gaian, Gaian, yeah which gaia isn't that like mother earth so his name's Gaian. Right, like, like whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> this oldish, like late forties-ish looking, curly-haired dude. You know, real seventies looking. Well, like the even his greeting is like, doesn't he like kneel down and like kiss her yes! stomach oh and then, like kiss her chest? Like, kiss her abdomen, like really that was close real weird. to the vajay. Yeah. yeah, that was true. That's so. It comes out in, like a purple robe or something. Yeah, like. it just, introduces the twins, moon and star. Yeah, <laughs> just look. Yeah, he's matching blonde, blue-eyed twins. The ridiculousness but like, high. But what I was going to say is, like, you know, she's spouting all this. She's using sex magic. She's using love potions. But when you see the way she uh, greets Gaian and then even sees her flashbacks of being initiated, which is basically raped. <laughs> you know, she's raped and on an altar. Like, she looks right. very unhappy. At least, yeah, like, non-consensual, non-consensual, whatever happens to her. Yeah. We don't, I mean, they don't really show any of that other yeah. than, like, but they're her, hinting at it. Her facial expressions are very upset. You know, and and yeah. it's like, it's like she hates it, and 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 she, at the same time, is spouting it and using it as if she's like powerful or something, but she's basically someone who's been damaged, and this cult kind of like taking advantage of that sure. insecurity. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, like her first interaction with Wayne. So yeah, I mean, she basically and ends up like seeking another man, right? Yes. And then she happens upon looking for the one. She's looking right. for the one. She's looking for the uh, one. She, like when she's speaking to Trish, she's talking about love and finding the one. Right. And then she ends up happening upon Wayne, who is a teacher. Yeah, he's just standing in the park talking to his friend, and she's there eating a sandwich. And uh, well, like, they he, do the eye thing. You yeah, know, he like sees her. He's talking to another woman, and then sees Elaine, and then immediately like just stops talking to their woman and just like walks away like mid sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, she casts her spell upon him, and then he's he's sort of the epitome of a like rugged yes like not even it's almost like jeans belt like a plaid shirt and then like a blazer with like the patches on the elbow so he's obviously a professor well i mean he's he's clearly being a like woman's fantasy trope right which is like the rugged man who's also in uh, like intelligent and studied and you know has a cabin out in the woods that he likes to go read at and then you know she sort of casts her spell upon him and then he takes her out to this cabin and then Sometimes, yeah, definitely something weird is going on. Definitely some kind of spell. But also sometimes it was just funny, like, I don't know. Like, you know, I guess, like, the blurring line is, like, how much we want to hear what we want to hear or read into things. So it's, like, she's almost giving him, like, a horoscope status. Yeah, almost like a cold reading, right? Let me guess. Like, you love, you you really hate the city. And uh, you really love nature. Like, this He's like, yes, yes, do do? I do. He's like acting yeah. like she's a mentalist. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you know, like statements that like anyone could really agree with. Sure. And then, so anyway, immediately go to his cabin. Um, He's trying, that was funny too. It's like, she keeps saying like, give men what you want. You know, men are easy. He tries to like initiate stuff with her a couple times. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'll make the dinner. Right. <laughs> and then, uh. I mean... It's a 70s s cabin way out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, one of my, I guess, favorite visual puns (laughs) uh, in the movie was when she brings the steaks out, and the steaks are shaped like dicks, which I thought was pretty funny. And I'm like, I've never seen steaks like that before. Yeah, Which is funny, because I... What kind of steak is that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Because I watched it with uh, Brina, and we were busy, like, doing uh, crafts, but maybe I missed it. But, like, I just didn't pick up on it the first time. I saw it until you pointed out. You're always really good eye for the dicks. Um. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay, and so then, in the middle of this, there is kind of like a cute recipe I could share with everyone that's from the movie. What? When they toast to nature. Oh, no, no, it's before that. It's when she gives him like a draft she made from a flask in the car that she oh, does not drink from. Right. And he's like, what was in that? And she's like, just organic berries, vodka, and hallucinogenic herbs. Oh, mm. I feel strange. Dizzy. <clears throat> what was in that drink you gave me? Organic berries, vodka, hallucinogenic herbs. <laughs> and he's like, you know how to party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah was... And then there was hilarious, like, Technicolor love scene. There's a lot amount of boobs and dicks in this movie. There's, Equal yeah. Amount. There's quite a few dicks. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, um, Flippin' Wayne. Flippin' Wayne. <laughs> because, yeah, so they bone, 
And then he starts like flipping out. Like he was already kind of flipping out. Right, that's interesting, right? Like what I, I guess like what is that saying, right? Because she's talking about what she's doing unlocking male's fantasies but like her love spell thing that she's doing seems to be backfiring which is like he he's this manly man trope and then after her love spell is cast upon him and sealed with sex i I guess he just sort of breaks down and becomes an emotional wreck which then she she becomes uninterested yes that was really interesting right all these emotions started flowing out of him and he got really Sick. What is it, Wayne? What is it, baby? What a pussy. So I'm not exactly... I mean, I guess that's... It's playing on tropes of both sides, right? Like... Well, for me, like, I'm saying that Elaine is a walking contradiction. She's like, okay, now we can do it. After you have hallucinogenic herbs and the steak I made you. (laughs) Right. I mean, I wonder if that's... But she's like, as being part of the spell too, maybe. Right. But she, it's almost like she's like, she hates these both these aspects of men. You know what I mean? She's like, ugh. You know, she, she's trying to be the sexual fantasy, but she's like acting like it's fine, but she's mad about it. And then when he starts showing his emotions and being really open and honest, like crying in the bed and talking about. Well, then, yeah, there's, there's like, a, a scene where she's talking to herself in her head and saying that he's, like, pathetic. Yeah. Which is interesting. And then she says this, I quoted it, no one was there to comfort me when I was dealing with my heartbreak or something. Like, Right. It's like she's mad that he, like, she's taking something out on the men. Yeah. And he's only the first example, right? Don't we see it? We'll see it later on. Yeah. And it definitely comes up again. It's like she's acting like she wants to find love and that this is a pure thing, but, like, she is using it to be mean <laughs> murderous right. which is funny though because i don't know if she meant to murder him it's also like she's not very good at the magic stuff she's like not, not good at like, being exact sure. not good at you know it's like okay you could be good at cooking let's say you're good at cooking or you learned how to cook a blowfish you go home and cook that blowfish by yourself <laughs> and you're not very careful and you're just slicey dicey and all of a sudden there's poison because most of the blowfish <laughs> is poison oh, so you're saying that like Maybe she's not being careful enough in casting these spells. And that's why they're not working. Yeah. I don't know if that's no, no. It's that they are working, but they're working too well. It's like she doesn't care. Mm. She's not exact. She's like, yeah, who cares? Right. She's like, I'll just throw some stuff together and it'll figure itself out. And then, like the way she even like reacts to Wayne's death is kind of like, yeah, it's a bummer. Like on to the next one. <laughs> well, she like buries him and everything. And like okay, that was what was weird. Is she cries when she comes in and he's dead. Right. But she almost tortures him. Yeah. Because she goes out, she's just sitting there smoking while he's, like, crying for her and screaming. And then she comes in with breakfast. And then she leaves again for some indeterminate amount of time. And then she comes back, and it's just like, what are you doing? And he's dead. But then she cries. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, there's the, the, the scene that has a callback later, right, where it's like she creates her witch's bottle. What is it? Witch's Yeah, I think something. it's... I think it's a witch's Witch's bottle. Witch's bottle? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And part of the the magic that's in there, she ends up putting, like, a used tampon in it. Urine, used tampon, and some herbs. Everything is herbs. Herbs. Um, Which is an interesting scene, because there's definitely sort of a... There's a... Most men have never even seen a tampon or something, basically, she says. Tampons aren't gross. Women bleed, and that's a beautiful thing. 
Do you know that most men have never even seen a used tampon? And then um, later in the movie, when the detectives find the bottle, they're like, what's in it? And they're like, I don't know. Which was, <laughs> I funny, thought that was funny. Which was nice because it was kind of subtle. Again, I think I missed that the first time I, I watched it. Yeah. What the hell is this? I don't know. Um, also, I just wanted to point out this one hilarious quote where she's burying. It's, again, her narrating while she's burying uh, Wayne's body. And she's like, like kind of, I don't know, I forget what else she was talking about. She goes, yeah, I really miss my dead cat, Gray Malkin. He was my best friend. And I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? While she's burying the body of this guy she just killed. I've been so depressed since my cat died. His name was Gray Malkin. But he was black and white. He was my best friend. Um. So yeah, then I think after that we come back to... Um, well, that's when she meets Guyan, and then we meet Barbara, the one who initiated Which is in the, the like, burlesque, burlesque club, bar, yeah. right? And during that scene, there's a, there's a bunch of shots that are very much um, characters breaking the fourth wall, talking to the camera yeah. directly. And they're clearly addressing the audience. And the things that they're saying, I think, have a lot to do with the thesis of the movie. Yeah, did you write some down? I didn't write them down. I, I wrote a couple. I couldn't write them fast enough, so... I wrote... Barbara says to her... Well, she, I think that we just come out of uh, Elaine telling Barbara basically what happened. And Barbara's like, well, you know... Or I don't know if Elaine just says it didn't work out. I think she just says it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And Barbara says, well, maybe it was all the love and great sex you were giving him. Right, like t- <laughs> like tongue-in-cheek, right? Like, yeah. But she she's serious, though. Well, right, but it's... I don't think it's supposed to be serious to the audience. Oh, yeah, not to the audience. Right. But she's serious to Elaine. That, I, that's why I wrote these down. I don't think they're serious. Right. But they are serious in the moment. Like, they're yeah. to the characters. Right. And then another thing she says is, men can't handle their emotions. That's why they don't like heavy conversation. In the previous scene, Wayne was having a lot of emotions, and Elaine couldn't find the same Well, right, I think that that's sort of what she was hinting at, right? Is like, I I don't know. This There's a, there's a lot of touches on... I think um, sexual stereotypes on both mm-hmm. sides, right? Where it's like, yeah, you've got men who are unable to show emotions and women who are always emotional, and like this, this back and forth between like this portraying it as a bygone era, um, and but but even then, still showing that it affects the real world. Uh, it's it's well, and what is Guyan, it's a lot going on? What does Guyan <laughs> say uh, to do to like perfect your love magic or to make yourself you know um make men watch you and he says wear perfume wear high heels do your do your hair well wear makeup portray flesh artfully be both mother and lover and it's just like and this is guy again like you pointed out he's the leader of this little sex cult and he's the one acting like he's also you know he he says like yeah you know the society has held down women and our sexuality for too long it's like well, he does a lot of the talking during the scene mm-hmm. instead of barbara or or elaine um so which was just funny and like you're saying also telling right um we also get some like flashbacks to the ex-husband um and some things that he was saying to her and then i think even further back some of the things her father was saying to her so like dinner was late this three times this week and house is a pigsty do you ever brush your hair and I'm embarrassed to have people over. And then it switches to this other men's voice. He's like, I have a crazy bitch for a daughter. Oh, are you, are you saying you're not crazy? Well, which is it? Are you crazy or are you stupid? You're getting fat now. Like, we have all these, like, overlays while she's, like, lying on the ground. 
like writhing in her bedroom and then she has the um flashback to the initiation where we see her nude and surrounded by nude men and women and being laid on an altar guy and getting on top of her and mm-hmm. she looks upset and she's like on the floor like having not having a good time remembering these memories sure and then like then i think we immediately jump to the man's man our sergeant mm. griff griff that's name yeah which is hilarious some good names wayne griff Richard, which nicknames Dick, right? Some right. real good names in this movie. Um, what is? Oh yeah, but and so we get a cut to the man's man sergeant, and just like he starts, like they find Wayne's body. That whole thing happens, right? Um, and they're on the they're on the chase, right? Which she has not done a good job of cleaning up after herself, right? Like, she left the plate of breakfast food just rotting. Oh yeah, they show Wayne's up room. at the Wayne's yeah. place, and it's like a di- the dinner's still all yeah. there, and then they find the bo- the bodies buried outside or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, with her coat on it, kind of burned. It was only slightly burned on top of the grave. Oh yeah, it's a mound because she gives him her coat that yes, had like a rainbow sewn on the inside. Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. which is interesting because she says it to him right before she has sex with him, and then she says it to him after he's died. So that's funny. <laughs> Um, but also her urine tampon herbs bottle is also on top of this mound of dirt that's not that far from the house. Mm-hmm. So really has not tried to uh, cover her tracks whatsoever. And then Trish, our friend Trish, leaves town. And she's like, oh, is your husband Richard going with you? Trish is like, no, he's staying. And what does Elaine do? Calls Richard over for a nice dinner and some cake. I think it's kind of interesting, too, because, like, I had a note written down about how it, it, I was trying to decide if Elaine was a male fantasy or a female fear, and I think she's both, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think they we're sort of playing yeah. on these two um, two stereotypes, yeah. I guess, of, like, witchy women, I suppose. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just sort of this, this um, you know, she ultimately ends up seducing her husband, and then Trisha's husband Richard. Yeah, and then later on he kills himself because he can't be with her, which is just like. Which okay, so let's map that out. She yeah. gives him a goblet after dinner of stuff again, like probably that vodka, berries and herbs stuff that she loves to give men, and then. But he also says a couple interesting things that I wrote down, mm-hmm. which which come out after he drank that. So he's being more honest. True. Truthful, emotional. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I suppose. <clears throat> like he's talking about, like. And we've seen him be, uh, like, I'm going to put in quotes, a good husband to Trish. Like, Mm -hmm. he seems very sweet and adoring. We now know they've been married 10 years. But he says things like, yeah, you know, I used to watch the Steve McQueen movies. Imagine I was him with, like, a sexy, messed up girl on my arm. (laughs) And then he's like, or in a Western where, you know, at the end of the shoot-up, they go to the prostitutes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So then then she does a sexy dance with a boa, which is great. and then obviously we're supposed to believe they do it. And then he becomes obsessed with her, and Trish is back at this point, and he's like writing her love letters. Well, so so when he's mentioning these fantasies that came out of uh, m- movies he's seen, right? I think there's a uh, an art reflects life metaphor, right? Clearly, and the, which then comes around full circle at the end of the movie, where 
um, I mean, we're jumping around all over the place, but at the end of the movie, when her painting that she's done, like, ends up... Oh, yeah, she, she's she ends up like she, She's a painter, and she paints a scene of her, like, having killed a guy and holding his heart, right? Yeah, she's driving so, the knife into his Again, heart. art reflects life, where she ends up killing Griff at the end of it, right? And, like, sort of fulfilling that that um, that, that horrific scene. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess my point is just I think that's a theme throughout, is how... The things that we watch, the things that we see, are influencing our behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, like, especially with Elaine, like, we bring up that painting and the way now that we've seen her treat Richard. So we get it in the flashback of her ex-husband. We see him dead on the floor, and we learn a little more about how there was poison. And um, it becomes more apparent that she probably poisoned him, and he was about to get remarried. So she poisoned her ex-husband, left San Francisco, treated Wayne the way she treated him, murdered him. And now with Richard, um, we see him writing her letters, um, obsessively, like, ignoring Trish, like, acting extremely aggressive and mean to Trish. And then um, Elaine doesn't see him anymore. And then Trish walks upstairs and finds he's killed himself. Mm-hmm. So she's driven him to an obsession and refu- got bored of him, basically, and didn't want to be around him anymore. And she even talks about him that way. Like, um, he got really obsessive and just like, and it's like, you gave him a potion to be obsessed with you. <laughs> right. But she doesn't, she wants to punish men. It's becoming more and more apparent to me. She's acting like she wants love. She keeps saying, oh yeah, at one point she like lays on the ground in her room again and goes, love me, love me, love me, love mm. me, over and over and over again. Right. As you do on a Tuesday night. <laughs> um, love me. 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 But, like, at this point, we're going, like, man, you really don't necessarily want love, right? Like, um... Well, I think she she wants the, the fantasy idea of what love is. Yeah. Right? It's the ideal, and when it's not the ideal anymore, she's just yes. want it anymore. Yes. Yeah, actually, I forgot. I wrote some quotes about what she says about Richard, probably to Barbara. He became so obsessive and morose. Um, crying like a woman all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at this point, she's met Griff. Griff's come back into her life again because he would pulled her over at the beginning of the movie, but that's not really important. And um, he, like, I mean, she's just not good. <laughs> she's not good at being a liar. Or she's, I mean, she lies a lot. I shouldn't say that, but she's not very good at it. True. And but at the same time he's like interrogating her kind of in her apartment and asking her about the bottle which he's just carrying around fingerprints be damned well, have you sure. seen this do you know what this is he's just <laughs> touching it and then she touches it and everyone touches it um but then like at the end of that exchange he I don't know if she gives him another horoscope reading I forget but um he's like I do love nature I'm gonna go tomorrow's my day off and I'm gonna go horseback riding would you like to go horseback riding? Or do, she, do you like horses? And she goes, yes, I do. And they have this, like, matching outfit, riding horses. Right. The horse's name is Patchouli. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they come upon this, like... 
So yeah, this is this? this is like a weird scene, and I can't decide if I like it or if I hate it because I'm like it. I feel like it goes one way or the other here because it's a it's a long scene of a mock wedding, a mock med- medieval wedding, right? That they sort well, of happen upon. Well, it's just a festival. Upon. It's like a midsummer festival, right? But it's clearly staged. Like, sta- what I mean is like a, it, it's the witch's cult uh, yeah. that's all there. So Elaine clearly has staged this to happen. And the scene is long, and yeah, I'm like, it is surprisingly long. In fact, I almost thought it would end there when I first saw it. Yeah, like that's like almost the end of the movie kind of thing. Because it's like they're giggling, they mm-hmm. get dressed in these clothes to be like the queen and king of summer. I forget, right? And to be married, and they tie the knot mm-hmm. with the literal knot tying ceremony. Yeah, which, tie yeah. their wrists together. Right, uh, and then they're a... just sitting there like feeding each other cake. Love is a magical thing. Love will make you feel like a queen or a king. Unicorns, rainbows, lucky charms await you in your true love's arms. And what's it's so funny a- about that scene, though, is it like looks like a, a wedding video scene or like an Instagram scene where they're like, <laughs> right, she's like, like the- pushing cake into his mouth. He's right. laughing. He's like, they're saying they're whispering things to her, just laughing. Um, but we hear these like monologues overlaid. Oh, like in their minds yes. about how they're not really while actually this, into it, right? While this lovey dove, no, she's super into it. Wait. While this lovey dovey scene is like happening, yeah. we get Elaine going like, "This is true love," and like, "Wow, like we're gonna be together forever," and like, and then we get Griff's, which mm-hmm. is so funny because he's he he up to this point we think like he's been a perfect gentleman, like he's so right. nice, he's like going along with this, whether he's under a spell or not. And then we get his monologue, which is like, ugh, it's drowning in estrogen. You don't need love. And, you know, the more you know about a woman, the less you care. Like, we're getting all these, like, really uh, anti-love, nihilistic things that he is not portraying. Like, they're both, mm-hmm. in a weird way, they're both perfect for each other because they're both liars. And also, the thing that she craved and found is someone who does not love her, who's saying he won't love her, who's saying he does not believe in love you know yeah and they're all they're both playing a game he's acting like he's so in love she's acting like she's so in love it's just interesting it was really interesting and then after this we go to the tea room again Mm. right where uh this is a a darkly funny scene because richard just died right and she has trish has called elaine to kind of commiserate about it and um Elaine, uh, I can't remember what color she's wearing, but she's just all decked out, smiling like whatever. Mm-hmm. And Trisha's, you know, in dark clothes, not wearing any makeup. You know, TV, m- movie, not wearing any makeup. And then um, she says, like, oh, oh, yeah, she's, like, talking about, you know, how he was in love with a woman and if she ever finds that woman. And, like, Elaine just staring at her, like, not phase whatsoever, does not care. And she's like, oh, don't blame yourself. And, like, blah, blah, blah. And then um, Trish says this, like, horribly morose thing. <laughs> and then goes, but enough about me. What's happening in your life? <laughs> and then Elaine's like, Trish, I'm in love. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and Trish has been talking for, like, five minutes about, about how heartbroken her, she is. Yeah, her husband just <laughs> yeah, died. Her yeah. husband just died. And, um, and then she's like, he gave me this ring. And then Trish is wearing the ring, which is, gives her a reason to go to the house later. But, um... And then, and then Elaine, oh no, so one more thing Trish says is like, um, yeah, isn't it funny, when we first met, we came here, 
And you were jealous of me because I was married and happy and you were alone. And now, now it's the opposite. And Elaine goes, Trish, I have to go. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that was just so uh, darkly funny. Also, this was like a huge moment because Trish uses a cell phone. So it was like super blatant. She right. pulls out her cell phone. It's kind of an outdated one, like a flip one. And she calls Elaine and goes, Elaine, forgot your ring. I'm coming over. Right. Um, but it was just, it was striking to me because it's like, what? Because like, you're right. Like we've seen like little hints, like they walk to a car and all the other cars around are modern cars, except for the car they're driving in. Right. And it's also like, I mean, that, that happens not with just Elaine's car. It's also um, Wayne's. Wayne's car mm-hmm. is, is um, I guess, from the 70s. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's what kind uh, of car is it, Gavin? I don't know. <laughs> Falling into stereotypes. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I know that the first one that Elaine drives is a Mustang. Cool. I don't know I knew that too. what he's driving. I'm going into my masculine energy, right? Yeah. <laughs> late late sixties. Men should know about cars. Ladies about makeup. Makeup. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then Trish goes over to the house where it's like what you're saying tries on all of elaine's stuff which is hilarious because it starts out as like the lipstick right she gets, yeah. goes into her room this, trying and on this the is the scene i was talking about yeah. that it, where they're treating makeup like magic i thought was pretty interesting but i just thought it was funny the escalation like it starts out with a little bit of lipstick then you know what how about i just pop on this wig that's just sitting here mm-hmm. and then she opens a drawer and takes off all her clothes and puts on lingerie, right. Elaine's lingerie, and then her like her robe or something, yeah. And then her false lashes, <laughs> right. And then um, at this point, she like turns and she, our little almost serial killer Elaine, <laughs> has this collection of photographs, fan photographs, of men. There's one man I didn't recognize up there actually. Um, I don't know. Well, it was there were four. There was like five. There's another one. I'll have to show you. Oh, we'll there? have to rewatch the Okay, clip, I thought there were only four pictures. It's her ex-husband. Maybe it's her dad. Maybe she can. Oh, it could be. I maybe. don't know. Yeah. It's her ex-husband, then Wayne, in, in chronological order, uh, then Richard, then Griff. Then Griff? Griff is, I think Griff's picture is there. Or is it not? Damn, I don't know. we gotta look again. Yeah. Well, there's Richard's picture, right? So Trisha's like, <gasps> gasp. This very obvious thing is now obvious to me. Um, and so as she's, like, staring at it, oh, she opens the drawer, and Elaine, being our, you know, very well-kept little witch, <laughs> has little bundles for all of her murder victims. Oh, yeah, and had, like, a doll, like a voodoo doll or whatever. And, right? like, his shirt or something. Like, she has all these articles that she's yeah. kept. And it's wrapped, when when Trish opens the door, it's like, uh, I can't remember her ex-husband's name, but then it's Wayne <laughs> Richard. Like, she yeah. has little <laughs> bundles perfectly labeled. Um yeah, so Trish is busy looking at this, and we see in the mirror that Elena's come home and sees her, and she likes holding a dagger. Now, this part was interesting to me, and this is what I was going to bring up earlier, is like Elaine rushes toward Trish, and Trish is wearing all of Elaine's clothes, uh-huh. and um, is trying to stab her, and then Elaine, like, or no, sorry, Trish wrestles the knife out of her hand very easily, throws Elaine onto the bed, and is basically bitch-slapping her. Right. And Elaine is just crying and whimpering and not fighting back and going like, ah, ah. And, and Trish basically slaps her silly, then jumps off, still in all the clothes, and is like, you know, which you're going to burn for this or something, and then runs out. Yeah. With the bundle. Right. And then the other interesting thing is Elaine goes... 
What she say? Crash and die. Crash and die. She gets keep repeating that like it's a spell. Hmm. Um, oh yeah, because she wanted her. She was trying to like make her car crash. I right? think so. That's yeah. what I think. But it doesn't. It doesn't happen. work. Yeah. So that's what was interesting about the scene that I didn't quite understand the moment, and now I want to talk about with you is like. So is is Trish putting on her clothes, taking some of her magic, or is uh-huh. it more apparent that Elaine never had any magic? Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying with the whole Wayne stuff. It's like, yeah. it's like, dun, okay. dun. And it's like, Elaine's a very beautiful woman. Sure. She just is. And so is this dun, dun supposed to, at the beginning, with the eyes, sorry, you, the podcaster, you can't see, I'm trying to zoom in on my eyes. Right, right, <laughs> Where they're right. having this dramatic eye. I mean, that, yeah, that is a good point. I mean... And get, she, t- she tells Wayne that horoscope be kind of information that just makes him fall head over heels for her. And it's not until he drinks the hallucinogenic herbs where he just has a bad trip, basically. Like, is any magic actually going on? Yeah... Well, I mean, I guess she could have poisoned him. I was trying to think of, like, well, like... Right, too many hallucinogenic herbs. Well, so the first Helix husband is definitely uh, poison. Too many hallucinogenic herbs, like... Well, that's not really going to kill you. Mm. Probably not. I mean, it depends, like... Okay, wait. It depends on what they gave him. Because they did mention what it is. Yes. I don't remember what it was. And the cops are like, I don't remember either, but they're like, yeah, and a bunch of it was growing outside his house. Yeah, so I guess there's a possibility that maybe that is poisonous and I'm unaware of it. Yeah. Because most hallucinogenics Which aren't going to kill you. my blowfish analogy more apt. Right. Poison. Right. I guess that's a possibility. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's no real confirmed magic, right, in the in the movie. Um, huh. So then we're reaching the climax. So here's something that I thought was kind of interesting. Um well, she goes to Griff and tries to get him to... At the bar, at the burlesque. Yeah, at the bar, tries to get him to drink her love potion, and then he, like, refuses to do it, and then says that, like... No, that's not it. She doesn't try to get him to drink at the bar. Oh. He is drinking. Um, the bartender is giving him a bevy, and... But he is accusing her. Like, some new information yeah, has he, come out. Yeah, he says, like, DNA testing has yes. got it, right? Which is interesting, because... And also, Trish came and brought the bundle. Right. Okay. During this time. Well, somehow he connects. It's it a multiple things. Like, that's right. what's hilarious about but, it. But well, the thing that I remember standing out most is he says DNA testing, which DNA testing didn't start until half <laughs> way, like way after. I mean, talking but like almost the nineties. Yeah. I get that. But what I'm saying is the thing that I guess ultimately gets her caught is something from the future, something more from modern times. What's crazy is she's still not really caught because Griff goes sure. home. Sure. But I guess I'm trying to say like clearly writer slash director slash set designer chose DNA testing for a reason. I'm not sure exactly what she was implying. I don't other know. Than I thought it was kind of a cartoony cop thing to say in any, like, Just another movie. trope. Yeah. Because, like, Could be. there's mounting evidence. Like, the guy... We had another scene with Griff where his partner comes in or whatever and is like, no, I have a bunch of evidence. And he lists off a bunch of evidence, like yeah. how her husband died of poison shortly before he was supposed to get married. And like there was a witch coven. Punches him in the face, he right? He punches him in the face, yeah. yeah. So, like, no. And, and because Griff is just trying to, like, ignore it for some reason. Well, I mean, he's in love. He's not in love, though. In like, or whatever it is. It's like, he, I think he's, no, I don't even think it's, maybe enamored. But I don't think it's that. It's like he's determined that she's the perfect woman, even though he doesn't believe in love. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, they're, that's what I'm saying. They're kind of perfect for each other in that way. Because they're both deluded. <laughs> yeah. They're both kind of awful. Sure. Um, so then, um, so what's interesting, too, about the setting is, like, witches are just accepted. Like, witches are a thing. They're not necessarily liked. Like, the people at this bar, you know, don't really like witches. They, there's some muttering early on. And at this point, when her and Griff are arguing, um, 
Well, yeah, so I wrote some quotes. This is what Griff says to her. What you call love is a borderline personality disorder. Which I thought was funny. And yeah. then um, she says something like, I don't know, yada, yada, yada. Except when men wanted my body. I take what I need from men, not the other way around. And then at this point, everyone starts calling her a witch, blaming her for that teacher's death, Wayne. And then... Um, What's crazy is they all grab her. The men grab her, and yeah. the women, the waitresses, are screaming, "Burn the witch!" Burn like everyone's they, screaming. They all started, yeah. Burn the witch! Burn the witch! Burn the witch! But the men start pulling off her clothes. Wait, and like unzipping their pants. Yeah. That was like, what is happening? Yeah. Is that a modern day? It's intense. Witch burning? Like it was interesting. What yeah. she's saying there, but um. But the Griff punches everyone. One man punches, like, 20 people. Right. Uh, and Fights his way out with her. her yeah. And uh, drags her into the car. And now we reach the ending of the movie, where they're sitting in the bedroom. He's all cut up. Mm-hmm. And she comes in, like, smiling. This is like, when she tries to get him to drink the yes. love potion. She's in her sexy yeah. negligee. And I think she's thinking, like, yeah, see? We're meant to be together, man. And she tries to give it to him. He, like... Knocks it to the floor. And he's mm-hmm. just staring at her. And this is what I didn't understand. He's just staring at her. And she's like, goes from like happy to like horrified. And then all of a sudden a skull gets like. Uh, right. Like superimposed yes. upon his face. Yeah. And then we fl- we uh, get some overlays of the tarot cards that she'd pulled earlier. And it's like the heart with the three swords in it. Which so is I don't really the, understand. That's the card that always gets pulled up whenever the per- guy she's with dies. Yeah. That happens throughout the movie. So and it's like, has it only been foretelling her death? Maybe, maybe that's what she's saying, or is it that she has to kill him? Well, then she know. kills him, yeah. So I assume she takes it as a sign that he has to die. Well, he lays back down. But the we don't like, know if I any see... of it's actual magic or like her delusions. Yeah, I didn't really understand the Griff stuff. Then she ends up stabbing him to death, and he dies. And then we look at the painting. Well, she stabs him to death, and then she definitely sinks into, um, like. What's the word? A delusion? Like, she she succumbs to her madness, I guess. She's sitting there with yeah. the bloody knife against her chest after just cutting, basically cutting up his heart. Yeah. And just sits there, like, and and then um, uh, overlay of all the men. Like, you know, in old movies when it's, like, God speaking to you and it's, like, a face in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Like, our, so it's her ex-husband, it's Wayne, it's everyone going, I love you, Elaine. I love you, Elaine. It's all the men she's been with. Right. So, yeah. And so the movie ends with her clutching the bloody knife to her chest while she sees all these men tell her that they love her. Right. She's killed. <laughs> sure. All right. The end. The end. <laughs> Real laugh riot, I gotta say. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is fairly funny throughout well, yeah. most of the movie. It's definitely supposed to be. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's, I guess, I mean, it's dealing with some serious stuff in a in a humorous way through most of the movie. I felt like there were some scenes that ended up dragging on a little bit too long. That that wedding scene is interesting, and I, I I do wonder too if like I sat and analyzed it a little bit more if I would understand why that scene was so long and the things that were trying to be said with it. But well, I do you remember the song? I do. You want to sing it? I don't remember. Love it. is a magical thing. Oh yeah. Lucky That's... lovers mate in the spring. Love is a magical I don't remember that's the only lyrics i had time to write oh right. but it but the like, refrain is love is a magical thing sure 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's sing it together. Beautiful rendition. <laughs> I'm going to let yours stand. I'm going to no, let yours stand. Okay, good. <laughs> it's meant to be a duet, but okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, I'm... uh... Okay, so let's talk about some things I loved about this movie. Okay, go for it. You mentioned that she gave you some real Elvira vibes. Sure. And totally could see that. But I think Um, that's kind of like a... I mean, Elvira is playing on some of the same tropes. Well, I was like thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, she's like Elvira, Vampire, Morticia, uh, the Munster mom and wife. And then a little bit of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like, she was a cool amalgamation of like all these creatures... But uh, don't or people, but like, don't get don't get twisted, Gavin. But like, also crazy. <laughs> also sure. meant to be. We're not meant. To, like, I think it's okay to like someone who's not necessarily good. <laughs> I mm-hmm. liked her, and I thought she was funny, um, even though she is not the hero she thinks that she is of the story. Right. You know what I mean. Um, I mean, of course, loved the set design, loved all the clothes. I loved. I guess it, I guess it, I, you're, you're saying you know it's playing on these tropes of men and women, and it is kind of playing on this modern day obsession. I don't want to call it obsession. It's modern day trend of loving witchy stuff, sure. which I can talk about because I definitely am a consumer of this right. trend. You know, this like idea of like light witches and like loving, uh, I don't know, buying cute stuff like basic witch or whatever you know basic what I mean? witch nice you know, you know what i mean like uh. she definitely appeals to like that part of me which is totally fine and it's funny and i think it's meant to be like yeah this stuff is all right like she's harmless until she's not she's not harmless. right it was funny yeah so another thing that i forgot to mention earlier that i noticed i you know i brought up wes anderson and sort of i think that the set dressing oh, yeah. reminded me of such well the herb shop it's called Moonrise Herbs. Oh my god! I don't know if that is a reference to Wes Anderson. But no, but does it say magical potions with a K? Remember? Well, yeah. I mean, that's just the oh. that's like the Wiccan magic spelling. So. No, I know. I just like it wasn't have Moonrise magical potions and herbs. Yeah, something like that. I don't know, but yeah, it's called Moonrise, which I thought was potentially a Wes Anderson reference. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do we have any other fascinating trivia or anything? No. No. I mean, other the I think the only thing I found was really that she ended up she was the director, writer, and um, set designer. So, and costuming, she did like all the everything. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And this is only her second movie. This is her second right? movie, yeah. Well, and her first movie came out like ten years ago. Like it's been a while. So. Wow. Um, I'm gonna have yeah. to watch that. So I guess. Uh, okay, so what do you rate it? Don't we talk about ratings at the end? Yeah, I think we should talk about ratings, uh, or, or I guess if we recommend it, I don't know how quite we're gonna do this. But um, I think uh, there's a particular audience for this movie. And I think you'll know rapidly whether or not you are a part of that audience or not. Um, so I would say give it a shot if you're into campy, if you're into beautifully designed movies. The acting is terrible. It's excellent. It's terrible on purpose, yeah. which makes it excellent yeah. if you're into that kind of thing. If you're not, then this movie might be hard to watch. I think it's an excellent movie for everyone. Everyone should love it. <laughs> if you don't love it, why don't you go drink some of my magical potion? Alright. All right. I made it with these herbs. <laughs> All right. And these organic berries. Actually, I did find... Yeah, I did find a little bit of um, okay, what do trivia. You got? What Remember you got? I brought up that victim on her nightstand that I couldn't place. Oh, yeah. So someone did ask Anna Biller, who's the 
director, uh-huh. writer, yeah. all that. Um, you know, who's the victim in the photo on the left? And she replied, hint, he's not in the movie. Is he A, 70s television actor, B, 70s rock musician, or C, my boyfriend? <laughs> Gavin? Uh, I'm going to go with her boyfriend. Yes, it's my boyfriend. I found that picture of him that looked like he was either laughing or screaming, about to be killed. Nice. <laughs> Oh, oh, and there's a used condom on the nightstand. So that's oh, funny. lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, particular audience for this movie. And as I said, good for everyone. Bring the family, bring the kids, yeah, bring your grandma. That. Rent this movie. Okay, now, is <laughs> well, it that time? I guess so. That's one thing left to do. Is it your turn because I picked the last one? It is, in fact, my turn. What's it, what if it's another one of my movies? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Because so far, these first two were mine. Be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to stir it up. That foley. This is all post-production sound. No. It's actually a dog like his wiener. That's what makes it jar sound. <laughs> oh, God. All right, here we go. Here it is. I have it in my hand. I know what it is. I saw it. You saw it? Ooh, 1408. Ah, our next movie. I'm excited. Is that supposed to be a Cosmic Horror one? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of our alternate to um, In the Mouth of Madness. But I think we're going to end up watching both, potentially. We'll see. Three. I think you put in two extra movies, Kevin. No, that was Texas Chainsaw. It was either Psycho or... Oh, yeah, I probably have put in some extra. So, anyway, 1408. That's our movie next week. Uh, next episode? I don't yeah. know if it'll be next week. Whatever. Next episode... So, um, if you want to watch it beforehand, go for it. Otherwise, uh, look forward to hearing about that next time. So, we'll see you later. And remember, what you call love is a borderline personality disorder. <laughs> <laughs>